What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. For those of you who may be new, this is a gaming and esports podcast where we host business professionals, streamers, pro esports players, and others who are in the space. My name is Juan Rodriguez. I am your host. Um, for those of you guys that are regulars and returning listeners, you know that traditionally each episode I bring on a guest and we talk about their career, we talk about their life journey, the things that they're doing in the space, and and kind of how they've made an impact. Um, Today's episode is a little bit different. This is actually a recording of a panel that I was a part of last week with BizTech. The title of the panel was Future Esports Jobs. And so I was joined by three other professionals in the space um, who I had the opportunity to ask questions with. Um, I was the host and and they did a great job delivering value, talking about all the career opportunities uh, that there are in gaming and esports. So it was a great conversation with them. Uh, I wanted to share it here on the podcast because I feel like it could just deliver so much value for you guys. So that's what we're doing this week. That's what this recording is. But nonetheless, even though it's not in the traditional Lodges podcast format of me hosting them on the podcast, it was me hosting them on that event. And I still think it was a great conversation nonetheless and one that you guys will really enjoy. So with uh, that preface and, and that being said, this is a recording of last week's panel. I hope that you guys enjoy it. All right, cool, cool. We'll get we'll get started and then if if Keisha hops in here after we can introduce her as well. Um as one of the other speakers, but just thank you every guy everyone for, you know, tuning in to the Future Esports Job panel um put on by BizTech. Um, the official sponsor for the whole panel, the, all the panels this week. So we wanted to give them a shout out is Boa Compra. Um, so thank you to, to them for, you know, powering it and, and making all this possible. Um, but, you know, we'll just jump into it. I don't want to waste too much time. Um, my name is Juan Rodriguez, um, but I am just the host. You guys will be hearing from all these great panelists that we have. Um, so to just kick it off and, and we'll go left to right here on my screen. If you know, you guys as the panelists, you just want to take like a minute, minute and a half to tell us, you know, a little bit who you are, what you do. Um, Nathan, you're on my left. So if you want to kick it off, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, so my name's Nathan. Uh, I'm managing partner for new level recruiting. A little bit background about me. I was the uh, head of recruiting for Riot's esports team, Uh, did recruiting for all of uh, the folks that go into, uh, you know, putting on professional esports for Riot games. After that, I was the head of North American recruiting for PUBG uh, and, you know, noticed that there was a a gap in the market for uh, an outside recruiting firm that specialized in esports and gaming placements. And so that's where uh, my firm came in and uh, been doing this the past two years now. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Matt, you're, you're next on my screen. Awesome. Yeah. My name is Matthew Benson. I'm the founder and CEO of eFuse. And in short, eFuse is a professional network for esports and video games. So our core focus is on bringing the gaming community community together, primarily individuals that that have a passion for the gaming or they want a career in gaming, and then helping to connect them to opportunities like scholarships, jobs, internships, tournaments, et cetera. And Marcio, if you, if you want to round it out. Hello, my name is Marcio Medeiros. I'm from Brazil. Uh, I'm working with esports and games since uh, 2018, uh, when I created Vagas VR, uh, which is a profile on Twitter that uh, 
shared jobs opportunities for people in Brazil, uh, remote jobs around the world, which the, the person can work from uh, from Brazil. Uh, Vagas is a job job opportunity in, in Portuguese, and I double the G to 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 relate with uh, GG in games, good game. So uh, it's a place where the people can find uh, jobs in esports uh, uh, and games here in Brazil. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys all for, for joining the panel and you know taking the time to hop on here. Um, to set the stage for everyone listening as well too, we'll go through this. We've got a, a little bit of a program scheduled and then at the end, hopefully we'll have like a couple minutes for Q&A if you guys wanna ask any of them questions at the end. Um, but, but for you guys, just to kick it off, I think really a good place is, you know, everyone, a lot of people want to be in gaming. They want to be in esports. Um, they want to break into the space. I know you guys are a little bit in different geographic areas. If you just want to talk a bit from your experience and, and your guys day to day, um, you know, what are the opportunities that are out there right now for people? Um, you know, what does the job market look like? And I guess the first way we can take that is, let's say that you are a vet in a different industry, unless you've got five, six years experience somewhere else and you're trying to get into gaming and esports. what does the market look like for them? Um, what kind of opportunities are out there? And an open discussion, round table. So however you guys want to take it. Sure, well, I can, I can jump in. Uh, you know, my firm gets contacted by folks in the esports and gaming industry uh, whenever, typically, whenever there's a lack of talent uh, in the endemic space. Usually, companies are coming to us uh, because you know they they're looking to take talent from you know either traditional sports or another adjacent industry to the esports and gaming world. And uh, the two major places that there's been a talent war over the last. 18 to 24 months has been in the business development as well as uh, content space. So that's been the vast majority of our searches, uh, you know, from different esports teams to the, you know, publisher organizations. And so, I mean, it, you know, folks that are coming from different, uh, I guess, you know, different worlds other than esports that have five, six years of experience, I mean, they're, their experience is great and, and needed in, in our world. So uh, I would say, you know, a general passion for the game and or games in general and, and that kind of previous experience has done really well in our industry thus far. Well, uh, at least here in Brazil, uh, what, I, what I'm reading and hearing in, in some podcasts and, and news is that the and I think the same way is that the, the, the companies need someone uh, which is have experience in his area, but not don't necessarily in the game in esports area. So if the, 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 the person has the 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 the, uh, the expertise, uh, they they have a, a place to, to work in that area in esports. Uh, so in sales and, and business development. Uh, uh, project manager and product manager if the person has the the, the that expertise uh, I, I I'm seeing the there is place for 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 the person in that industry here in Brazil at least because we don't have a, a great uh, uh, a big test so the the industry is is beginning here in Brazil uh, so there's not a lot of people with uh, all the expertise in games and in esports uh, in Brazil, so they need to to focus in person from other areas, from uh, 
publishing agencies, uh, advertising agencies, uh, people from uh, companies in, in which are leader in his in their market. So uh, mm. that is the the way I'm seeing here in Brazil. Yeah, and I think from from my perspective, I'm a little bit biased, right? Because I'm I'm sort of in this this realm, but I'm really bullish on the infrastructure side of gaming. Uh, so we're based here in Columbus, Ohio. We have Esports Engine, one of the biggest um, event providers and producers um, in all of gaming, right next door to us. And then our company is really focused on on the tech and software side of it. But I think that um, from my perspective, in the last 18 months, you know, a lot of growth with younger startups coming into the space and playing in the um, in the infrastructure side, trying to be more of the support companies to the publishers, whether it's on the event side, whether it's in the connectivity side, whether it's in the tools that creators and gamers use around that. I'm really bullish that that'll continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a perfect actually point to pivot, Matthew, because that's where I was gonna go with it next is, you know, and I kind of look at it as two points. You've got, you know, people from different industries that have that experience, but to pivot and now same ask that question again, for those that are, you know, fresh out of college or are young entrepreneurs and are just starting their professional career in general, um, you know, what do the opportunities look like for them? Are there any gaps in the industry that you guys see? Um, you know, kind of, kind of, what does that look like? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go right back. So that, that is my story, right? So I, I graduated from high university uh, two years ago, August of 2018. So, um, I mean, I'm relatively new into the space, but that was, that was my journey is uh, saw an opportunity primarily in the connectivity of the industry and helping individuals not only connect with one another, but to those opportunities. And that's how EFUSE was formed. So um, I do think that there's an opportunity to, for startups to come into the space. We've been fortunate to have raised over $2 million. We've got a 16 person team now. Our site grows around three and a half percent every single day. So um, I think that one, one pathway is to go in and, and, and look at the industry as a whole and, and see new opportunities. But uh, as, as in, in tangent with that, you've also got a, a number of other new organizations that are, are continually growing. And I think more than ever, there's, there's opportunities in this industry if you're willing to take the leap to get involved. Mm -hmm. Well, here in Brazil, uh, uh, I'm seeing the, the, the numbers growing with the, the opportunities. Uh, but uh, like I said before, uh, a lot of opportunities need the person with expertise uh, and need the person with the uh, college graduation. So when it's, when it's not possible to find someone with the, that expertise, at least uh, uh, a junior or an intermediate per, uh, person, so they focus on the, the, the people with uh, college. And, and here in Brazil is something that it's needed too. It's the person with uh, English, English uh, fluency. So I believe 90% uh, of the, the, the jobs uh, ask for, for this because you, all, you are always uh, uh, connecting with people from all, all over the world in this industry. So it's a basic requirement here. Uh, so uh, I, I, I can say it's a basic requirement, uh, English fluency and uh, college graduation, uh, or graduation, or at least you are in, uh, studying yet uh, in, this, this, in a college course. So uh, many, many jobs today have this, 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 this requirement here. Anything from you, Nathan, to add to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, when, you know, 
our our team when we were at Riot oversaw all of the uh, job applications coming in from you know a lot of fresh graduates, and I think uh, you know the current job outlook as it stands today for fresh grads, uh, at least in the U.S., is not super great. Uh, you know, companies aren't quite as bullish on uh, hiring. You know entry-level folks in the face of, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, a lot of companies are still trying to figure out how they do full work from home. Uh, so right now it's, you know, a little difficult, but I think in general, there's a lot of opportunities in the esports space. The number one thing that I saw uh, as someone, you know, looking at resumes is that, you know, there's a ton of fans, and there's a ton of, you know, and as uh, was mentioned previously, you know, not a lot of experience. And so, you know, that's fairly standard for entry-level positions, but I think whatever you can do to distinguish yourself or not, you know, uh, differentiate yourself from other uh, applicants is, is going to be huge. I mean, there was like viral videos of 100 Thieves intern and, uh, you know, what uh that guy did to to get hired and i think things like that that can make your resume and experience stand out or are really going to be the best thing other than you know if you know someone at the organization that can uh, put in a good word for you nathan i've got a question for you just out of curiosity from your perspective um what how do you think about the or, or how do you think like other partners in the industry are looking at these new developments of like esports majors and minors is that something that is intriguing uh, different different partners in the industry from your perspective? Uh, I, I guess, you know, what do you mean? Or I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't totally understand, you know, from where, uh, what you mean? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. So just, I guess, based here in Columbus, so Ohio State is the biggest university we have. And one of the things that they're doing is they're actually developing like esports focused majors and minors and classes around that specific piece. And I'm just curious if if uh, partners in the industry are looking at that and, or companies in the industry are looking at that and saying, hey, that's actually a viable thing that we think is valuable or if it's just something that universities are doing because they think it's valuable. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I haven't ever had a hiring manager come to me and be like, hey, I'd love for this person to have a, uh, an esports degree yet. You know, I think, I think a lot of that is that it's just not known. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the folks that are graduating with those degrees now are, are you know, fairly entry level. So, uh, you know, there hasn't been, I guess, a huge focus on that just yet from, you know, organizations or hiring managers that are really looking for that. I think, I think we'll, we'll see kind of the outcome of how effective that was or, you know, how much of a leg up those candidates have in, in the coming couple of years. Uh, if I can say something, Matt, uh, here in Brazil, uh, we are starting to, to see some, some uh, uh, course uh, related with sports, some uh, uh, free course where I can, uh, if I can, if you can understand me, it's not a college, it's not a, a college graduation, but if there are some uh, little course here in Brazil in some universities uh, talking about uh, esports now, uh, some courses related with psychology in esports, uh, some uh, uh, some companies offering a course around the, the industry, uh, esports industries uh, around the, the how to be a pro player, if I if I can say this. So uh, 
we are starting to see these things, these kind of things here. Very cool. Definitely, definitely not. And I'd agree with you, Nathan. I think, like you're saying, if you take the guy, for example, that had the 100 Thieves application that was his video, I definitely think for, you know, any young people listening, creative stuff like that is definitely a great way to, you know, add to whatever else you've done. Um, okay, cool. Well, to, to go a little bit further, and we'll stay here on the topic of current esports jobs for the moment being, and, and we'll transition a bit to, you know, what's possibly in the future. But I wanted to tackle this because I think a lot of people, you know, we see it in a lot of posts. It's always in a lot of discussions. And, and since we've got a, a nice diverse panel here, I want to ask you guys uh, the whole conversation of volunteering to get into the space. Um, you know, what are you guys' perspectives on that? Is, is that what's going to be required for a lot of people to get a shot is that, you know, they need to go volunteer for organizations or for teams or a fence, um, or, or what are your guys' individual outlooks on the whole volunteering discussion? Well, uh, on this point, uh, uh, speaking about the, the work I did with Vagra since 2018, I, I focus on not to, to uh, share this kind of uh, jobs because uh, I, I didn't have time to to research about the companies offering this kind of, of opportunity to see if the I'm to, 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 to be sure about this kind of jobs uh, because uh, to know if the, they are important to the, the, the people if they are not just to be exploited by someone or would be earning from their work without planning uh, uh, if that if that job opportunities have a plan for the future have triggers for for revolution so uh, from time to time there are some uh, offers here in Brazil about uh, for volunteer but uh, I try to focus on share opportunities of of uh, a paid job opportunities of uh, internship jobs so uh, I believe there is a space for this, but I believe that it needs to be uh, well structured to, to the person not be exploited by someone who is uh, actually made money for this. Yeah, I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense that you, you almost have to be um, just smart and in, in, in the right choice of, of the organization in which you're doing that for. I do think there's a lot to be said for going in and learning and providing value and getting that experience. but you don't you want to do that with 100 thieves you don't just want to do that with a, a random org that has no past experience or no infrastructure to support that so i think it's 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 a it's a hard choice right you've got to identify the winners to some extent but if you're able to do that not only does it give you great experience but the value you're going to provide could warrant an, a, a full-time opportunity a paid opportunity etc yeah i completely agree with matthew i, I think it's uh important to to realize that right now in the entry level space for the esports uh, world there's just a supply a supply and demand issue uh for for candidates and so anything that you can do to have an experience leg up over you know other applicants is advisable but at the same time you do have to worry about uh you know our you know, is your free labor <laughs> uh, something that, you know, you can dedicate. So I, I think uh, I think it's important to do if you're trying to get your initial foot in the door. I think it's, uh, I believe it's uh, sometimes it's more important to focus on your, in your job. And uh, if, uh, if the person is a caster, for example, is a commentator, so the, the person can, can record uh, some some demos and see if the person is a designer. He, uh, the person can uh, develop some some 
uh, identity visuals for for a, a fictitious company or maybe for a, a company that really exists and the person can build a portfolio and show to 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 a company, to, to a person who, which uh, hides in that company. So I believe it's sometimes more important to, to develop, uh, it's a, develop itself and so the person can, can, can enter in this, this, this industry like this. Yeah, I think Rick makes a great point here in the chat. And I think it goes back to Nathan's earlier point of what, what experience, people we're looking for experience in the industry, right? So what experience can you get while you're in school that further justifies mm -hmm. that when you, when the time comes to actually enter the, into the workforce? So if you can get shop casting experience, if you can get event production experience, if you can go and intern at a software company, that's so valuable. And it doesn't require you to necessarily just take a leap of a completely unpaid opportunity. You can get that experience, stay in school. And then when the time comes, make the leap. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and on that point, then, you know, I think sometimes when we're in the space, we're aware of a lot of the opportunities, obviously you guys almost all sit in positions that you get to look at the entire industry and see where there are a lot of opportunities. Um, I wanted to touch on for a couple of minutes for those that are maybe like younger, early teens, you know, growing up, um, you know, I think a lot of times we see just highlighted, you know, streaming and, and being a pro esports player. And sometimes the other opportunities that are available in the space can, can be overshadowed by that. Um, what do you guys see? Or, or is there anything that you guys are doing to educate that next generation of, you know, hey, there are other jobs, whether it's marketing, whether it's being a caster, whether it's being whatever else there might be? Um, is there any content or, or programs or things that you guys are doing and seeing out there to educate them about that? Yeah, on, on my side, um, eFuse does two big things here. So one is um, we're really big on creating a resume for gaming. It's, it's different than other industries in the sense that it's much more content focused. It's much more, uh, th there's other nuances that go into this, right? So we, we part of our portfolio um, that we build out on eFuse is, is focused on showcasing all of those different talents and those different nuances in gaming. So that's piece number one is sort of redefining what the resume looks like. And it's a big challenge, right? but trying to do that in gaming, that, that's piece number one. But piece number two is uh, we've invested time and, and resources into uh, what we call the learning portal. So this is where we have Aaron Ashley Simon, who's uh, many of you have probably seen on, on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got individuals like Chris Puckett, um, a, a celebrity shoutcaster that are coming in to, to eFuse and, and building content around what does professionalism look like in this industry? They're conducting interviews with individuals like Mike Sepso, um, who have, have done really well in this industry and, and trying to extract learnings from them and then showcase that to the next generation. So we are trying to provide and really validate what learning looks like in this industry. And then once you have that new knowledge base, provide a pathway to create your portfolio that can ultimately be used to get a job. So that's sort of how we think about the cycle is let's provide resources. Let's provide a, a community and a, a way for you to build out your portfolio. And then let, at the third piece is let's, connect you to and, and give you access to opportunities in the industry. So that's sort of the loop that eFuse tries to, to close. Absolutely. Anything to add from you, Nathan or, or Marcio? Uh, I mean, uh, I believe uh, at least in Brazil, the job market, like I said, it's uh, in the initial stages of professionalism, uh, professionalization, sorry. Uh, there are many competent people and organization companies here uh, doing doing a really really well job 
but for now I it's it's necessary to change uh, some behaviors in relation how to start working this market sometimes the the person uh, uh, have a passion uh, like to play like to 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 watch and follow the the, the, the teams but when uh, some opportunity appears in front of herself uh, himself uh, the person don't know uh, what to do uh, the person don't know uh, in which area uh, uh, he can he can he can uh, work so I believe uh, yeah you can work of course with if you have a passion for this but if you need to to focus on developing self and study and learn new language uh, make college if you can and start to to connect with people uh, uh, I was I was talking later with uh, rich Wogan from hitmarker which was a person with connect me with Juan so uh, some someone received uh, 400 uh, uh, resumes and three people connected with the with this person uh, in LinkedIn and talk about the resume and that three people got an interview to to, to that job so uh, you need to 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 connect with people and uh, working in in the the image in the the social network and try to 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 show himself to to the to the market to so the people hiring can can see you and that's yeah. something uh, it it is good too uh, there are a lot of uh, job requirements there are a lot of job entries uh, uh, in the internet and you can see what the, the company are asking to so you can focus if you are a social media you know you have to 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 do a college sometimes uh, of communication of marketing and or have a course at least you know you you can see at the, the requirements you need to to be connected with the community of that that uh, sport title so uh, there are a lot of ways you can you can learn from from what the people are doing to to enter in this industry anything to add Nathan yeah, the only thing that I'd really add in is, you know, for the younger folks that are trying to figure out where in the industry you're potentially, you know, interested in joining, like if you're, you know, in high school right now and super passionate about games, I think the best uh, piece of advice I can give is just talking with folks that are doing the job that you're most interested in, figuring out what their day-to-day -day looks like and making sure that that's something that is compelling for you, asking those folks where they started and, you know, where, uh, you know, they're happiest to see potential candidates with experience coming from and, and then really just kind of dedicating yourself to, to gaining that experience, even if it's, you know, just getting your foot in the door. Definitely, definitely. And, and then last question on this subject, and, and I know you guys kind of are all resources for this, but, um, and this goes for both, whether, you know, you're someone younger, um, recent college grad, or you're, you know, pivoting from another industry, what resources do you guys know of where people that are looking for these job opportunities, you know, where are some of the best places to go to search for these and, and to find them? Yeah, I think, so we're working partner with Hitmarker. Uh, I think Hitmarker has, I mean, that's one of the, the hubs, if you will, of esports and gaming jobs. Um, we also have some on our site as well. Uh, we, we have some of Hitmarker's jobs, but we also have our own. Um, so I think those are two resources from our perspective. 
Yeah, plus one with that one, uh, you know, partnered with Hitmarker, been uh, following Richard, uh, who's the CEO of Hitmarker for the last two years. Uh, without a doubt, it's the most used uh, esports job hub. You know, uh, I, I think that and LinkedIn are your major go-tos for both the publisher side as well as uh, teams and organizations. I believe everyone here has a partnership with Hitmarker. <laughs> it's, a, it's a monopoly here, but well, it's a, in the uh, looking in a global view, Hitmarker is the, the way you 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 go to to these kind of jobs. Uh, now, from from since March, they are uh, sharing gaming jobs too, uh, not only esports. Uh, and that, if I can say, of course, uh, here in Brazil we have Vagas. We are. Uh, we are almost with uh, 10,000 10, uh, followers, and since since 2018, we share uh, more than 2,000 jobs from the the, the person here in Brazil. Uh, if uh, and now since since March, with the partnership with Vagas, we start to to share uh, jobs from the companies in the uh, Latin America too, and and uh, along with the Spain companies and Portugal companies too. So uh, the people from, if there are someone from Brazil here or from Latin America, Latin America, uh, the people can follow Vagas and see this, this kind of jobs because there's a lot of, there's a lot of jobs uh, in esports or in gaming related with esports uh, in companies uh, uh, which are not uh, a team or an organization don't have something related with esports. So it's, it's my, my my answer for this yeah no definitely i mean for everybody listening that's that's what we've got these panel of these guests i mean they're all have their own organizations that they're a part of and and that there's resources there as well as you know obviously hit marker is is definitely the go-to um who's obviously not present but these are all good guys to connect with and, and reach out to their teams or themselves um if you guys i know we got some questions in the chat um, we'll go like another 10 minutes here and then we'll start to answer questions. So if, if anyone that's listening in has a question, go ahead and, and drop them in the chat and we'll start to pick those up here in the next uh, 10 minutes, maybe do the last 15 minutes is Q and a, um, to talk now, we talked a little bit about the current market. Um, the title of this panel is obviously future esports jobs. So we obviously want to touch on that as well. Um, I mean, what are, and, and I mean, you guys don't have to give away any million dollar ideas you might be thinking of during this quarantine time or anything, but what opportunities or, or openings do you guys see in the foreseeable future where maybe there's future roles that are going to be created? There's future companies need to be created. Um, again, going kind of back to, is there any gaps that you see that, you know, there's viable opportunities for people to jump into, to start a new business, um, to provide value to the industry? Um, is there anything like that on your guys' horizon that you see? first <laughs> <laughs> well I know, I know talent management is uh is a big one and is still a field that's being figured out uh you know working with influencers uh you know within the industry is uh you know talked about as being difficult you know uh folks that are you know just becoming adults and are dealing with fame for the first time and so helping uh guide individuals like that to be able to help them realize uh you know the most amount of their success and you know as i mentioned before business development and executive or, or well business development and con content creation are just two 
big ones. I mean, uh, for the esports industry to exist, uh, it has to make money. And, you know, for the business development piece, that's really important for bringing in outside partners that are partnered with, or that are, you know, in traditional sports and bringing them to the esports industry and then, you know, actually making content, you know, from uh, informative content to branded content for sponsors. It's all needed and uh, in various degrees of good uh, throughout the industry currently. Yeah, I agree with that. I think one thing that, that I've sort of learned over the last even few months is um, how much handholding has to, to come from business development when you're talking about bringing uh, non-endemic brands into the industry. And it's, it's not only is it getting them to get involved, but it's, it's helping them understand what this looks like compared to a traditional sports and what are the differences and the nuances and how their brand can get involved. So I think that's a great skill. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm really bullish on, on uh, supporting tech in the industry as well. Obviously that's where we sit. It's a little biased there, but I, I really do believe that there's some, some cool opportunities for um, third party organizations to come in and build infrastructure around um, this industry. Well, uh, here in Brazil, at least for the future, uh, near future, 2021, uh, when the Riot will implement the franchise here in the, the CB law. So uh, in other countries, in other regions, uh, already have this, this kind of uh, system. So uh, I think if every organization around this, this, this system, this franchise thing, uh, will start to grow even more and we'll need um, more and more people from from communication and uh, creative people and operations people and business development and people uh, who, can, who can work with sales because uh, with this kind of uh, uh, franchise system the the partnership is is for a long future so uh, the companies and the third parts like like matt said uh, we start to to focus more and more with the uh, because of the system, which gives the the company some kind of uh, stability to to focus on uh, partnership with uh, par with partners and 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 uh, for a, a a long future at least I believe in five years and ten years something like this uh, and something I didn't know I don't know if you are. Uh, uh, know about it, but here's a, in Brazil uh, have a big big market for a mobile game called Free Fire. So it's not a big big market, I believe in in USA or Europe, but it's a big market here in Latin America and in the Southeast Asia. Asia, and a lot of companies here to around the the Free Fire esports is is. It's not starting to grow up. They are being uh, a company uh, called Loud, have millions and millions uh, uh, followers in his social media. And uh, the tournament here in Brazil and the international tournament in Brazil uh, got a lot of uh, millions of viewers, concurrent viewers in, the, in their uh, championships. So I believe a lot of jobs will, will uh, appear around low and uh, and Free Fire here in Brazil. Yeah, I think in, uh, two other roles, or really one other role that, that kind of goes off of Nathan's point as well, with talent management, um, attorneys and accountants specifically in that space as well. I think there's some cool infrastructure and supporting roles when it comes to what you would see in traditional sports with accountants, lawyers, et cetera, but being that for talent management too. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, Matt. I talk about that a lot in my own stuff, so I'm with you on that. Um, cool. Well, we got some questions. I, I mean, anything else, I guess we, we'll give it a second here. Anyone else, if you, if you want to drop some more questions in there, I guess for you guys just open here, is there anything else you want to add um, before we go into Q&A, just of either the current market, the future market, anything you know that you guys think that's important that you're seeing right now in, in your day-to-days or, or out there in the industry? Yeah, I touched on it before. It's just a tough time uh, to be getting an entry-level position in the esports industry if you're out looking for a job right now. And I think the best thing that a lot of people can do uh, in the short term is is gain uh, relevant experience in an adjacent industry and not to be deterred by that. I mean, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, a lot of, you know, that's, that's experience that's needed in our space. And so even if you can't get an internship or an entry-level position with the esports org or publisher don't let that deter you i mean i started in aerospace and defense executive recruiting before uh, i got my job with riot so um you know you can definitely make the transition yeah anything to add from you to matter matter martial and I, I believe too, you need to to get this experience, like Nathan said. And I believe you need to to study, and you need to know your your area or the area you want to work with. Uh, and you need to to focus on this and develop uh, yourself to to enter in this industry. And everyone can can work in this. I, I was looking to a, a a graphic created by by Nico Bezombis, I, I believe everybody knows here, there are a lot of opportunities uh, and a lot of uh, jobs around the esports. Uh, I will send here in the, the, the chat, if the, the person can see, if you want to see too. And I believe everyone can, can work in this, uh, in this industry because it's a industry like, like, a lot, uh, like other industries, there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and I think just from from my perspective, when we are we're hiring for our own company, some of the things that we are really been looking for are people that can come in and deal with ambiguity. Uh, it's just shocking to me how frequently this industry is changing. Whether it's a new game coming out or new opportunities like going online, there's so much unknown. And being able to come in and, and not only settle that down and sort of make sense of it all, but then be able to go and, and build a plan to go execute on top of. So dealing with ambiguity. Um, is, is a huge part of what I've seen just in the last few months and a, and a crucial, crucial uh, asset to have really. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that's to Matt's point. If you have an attribute like that, where you can deal with a fast changing environment, that's, that's usually the day to day here. So yeah, now um, we, we are going to see a lot of uh, Valorant sports related. So it's what jobs <laughs> related. And in few months, there's, there will be another job, another game. So it's really, really fast industry. And not to harp on this too much, but I, I think that is one of the things that's so different about this industry is it's almost like a, every few months you've got a new sport. It's like a new basketball, a new soccer, et cetera, right? So you almost have to create this templated system that can be rolled over into these different things, especially if you're as a third party operator who doesn't necessarily have control over what games are coming out, right? You just have to be adaptable to that. So. It's super interesting for me and something we've learned a lot about in the last few months. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's what makes it fun to play in. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's head over to Q and a, um, let's see where the first question is at here. 
All right, I think the first one comes from Rick, and he said, uh, Marcio, this is for you. He said, are you guys doing something with schools and colleges in Brazil or any interest in doing so? Uh, at least Vargas is, is not doing not, uh, anything with uh, schools and college, but there are some, some initiatives here with uh, uh, college, uh, college uh, championships, but related with jobs and related to, to help uh, people to get in the industry, industry. No, we are not doing nothing, but it's, it's really uh, interested. So uh, I believe for the future, we need to focus on it and we need to focus on- Ah, voltou agora. Oh, hello. Thanks when I'm muted, but. <laughs> okay, uh, 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 for the future, we need to focus on it because uh, it's important to, to uh, approach these, these, these people from all of the uh, college course to, to getting in, in, in this industry. Um, and I mean, to just general, I guess with, with you guys, we can open that up to Matt and Nathan as well. I mean, are there anything that you guys are doing, you know, working with universities to, to feed you, you know, job opportunities or, or what they're looking for? Is there any communications that you guys have with any universities? I know, Matt, you guys are right by Ohio State and all that, but. Yeah, I mean, my firm mainly focuses on executive level placements for the esports and, uh, you know, video game companies. So universities aren't usually our go-to that said uh, i know when i was at riot uh, and PUBG, we had extensive communication uh, especially with specific colleges around uh, you know incoming freshman engineers they had internships uh, i wasn't don't think the internship program was as built out at PUBG when uh, i was there but that might be uh, not the case anymore uh, but yeah a lot of different um, you know, a lot of different esports and gaming companies are, are fairly involved because, you know, bringing in the right entry-level talent is so important. Yeah, and our involvement is a little bit different, not necessarily in the, in the job realm, but we're, we work with universities a lot on the scholarship piece. So as um, more and more scholarships are becoming available um, in university, whether those are to study a specific major or to compete at a varsity program, uh, helping to facilitate that navigation from high school to college so that's mainly our, our collaboration with universities gotcha gotcha okay cool cool um and then matt next question from the chat uh it said is they asked from again rick he asked is efuse looking into entering brazil um is that in your guys rising yeah so we are um, absolutely looking to expand uh we we only launched our, our company and our platform on, on January 2nd of 2020. So we're still really fresh and we're still figuring a lot of it out. And we've had, we've been super fortunate to be um, very well accepted in North America. And now we're looking to um, spread that a little bit more. So anybody in the world actually can sign up for EFUs at cfuse.gg. But one of the things that we're putting an emphasis on is we've got a, a lot of opportunities here in the US, but how can we continue to expand that pool of opportunities more broadly for the world? Because some of those opportunities don't necessarily make sense for, for everybody across the world, right? So um, we are spending more time in, in figuring out who, who we can partner with, not only to provide those opportunities and those pathways, uh, but but again, anyone in the world, yeah, we need to connect. <laughs> uh, <after that. laughs> uh, yeah, but just more broadly, anybody in the world can sign up and that is a, an emphasis for us going into the latter part of 2020. 
And Nathan, I'm curious with you, just also to speak on your point, do you guys, is it a lot of the jobs that you recruit for, is it just here in the U.S. space? Is it international? Um, any value you can add there for, for maybe some of these people in the chat as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as my firm is concerned, we are U.S. focused. Uh, I mean, okay. when uh, I was at Riot, I mean, I hired a Brazilian engineer and, uh, you know, imported uh, him to the U.S., <laughs> but I will say the visa situation in the U.S. is so brutal right now. If you're a uh, if you're looking to join the esports industry and you're outside of the U.S., getting work authorization is unfortunately uh, nearly impossible at this point. And so, um, you know, that unfortunately is just the, a grave reality of, uh, you know, people that are looking to get into the industry from outside of the country, at least in the U.S. Gotcha. Okay. Um and then let's see, we had another question from Gabriel. Is there any jobs you see coming up in the future of esports that doesn't really exist yet? Um, I think we touched on this a little bit, but anything else that comes to your guys' mind? I feel like we answered that, but, um, and, and Gabriel, I'm not sure if you heard that answer or not. We were speaking about it earlier, but um, there's a couple different points, I think. You know, Matt, you're talking about the professional services side. Um, Nathan, I think you brought up, you know, brand or talent management and, and things like that. Um, so definitely some stuff there. Um, any other questions from anyone? I know we got still people in here. Any other questions that you guys have um, for any of the panelists here? Um, and as we wait for a question, anything else from you guys to add? I know we got about uh, 11 minutes here left if, if, if we want to use up the time. Anything to add from you guys? Um, again, the, any important conversations you think need to be had? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that a lot of us know uh, that, you know, hasn't been mentioned yet is like whatever your job <laughs> or your likely job that uh, – you're looking for in the esports industry if you're like more than 10 years out uh, from actually getting your job. So if you're younger, uh, likely doesn't exist at the moment. And, you know, is for a game that none of us have heard about. And so, you know, just being able to, to figure out what up or, you know, what, what are you like, you know, what are you most interested in? And, and then, you know, being able to go from there is probably the most important thing. Uh, obviously if you're more, uh, experienced and, and, you know, have other industry experience, then you can translate that over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I guess we'll start to Dirk. So we got about five minutes, left, but I guess we'll just start to wrap things up. Um, I don't know. I believe all of you guys socials and stuff may be attached to the event page, but if not, if you guys just want to go across real quick and just, you know, let everyone know where they can find you on social media and, and where your guys company profiles are and we can just go left to right. So Nathan, if you can go first, then Matt and then Marcio, if you want to finish it off for us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another piece of uh, advice to tack in here, the esports industry seems to run on Twitter. Uh, so if you're looking to connect with folks uh, and you don't have a Twitter account, fix that. Uh, and, you know, can find me on Twitter at Nate362. Uh, my company's website is newlevelrecruiting.com. Yeah, and likewise, uh, also on eFuse, you can find me at MJB is my, my, my handle on there. And then um, feel free to email me as well. It's mjb at efuse.io. And then our company's uh, URL is efuse.gg if you want to find us. 
Well, the Twitter is really important for, for Vargas because the, the, the project born there and it's still there until until now. And you can find Vargas uh, in Twitter, Vargas VR, Vargas with two G, Gs, and Vargas VR at LinkedIn and other social network. But the, the focus is uh, uh, right now it's Twitter at least. And you can find me at Twitter to my slash Colombia Marcio, Colombia is a nickname. Uh, in LinkedIn, you can find me too with Marcio Medeiros Seixeira. I can let you at the, the chat too, but it's uh, like you can find and you can find too uh, at Hitmarker with the companies uh, from Brazil and from, from Latin America. Uh, it's the, the, the work we are doing together there. Perfect, perfect. Well, I thank all of you guys for, for coming on and, and sharing, you know, kind of everything that's going on in your geographic area and you guys day to day. Uh, hopefully, I think this should have been really useful for everyone that's tuning in. Um, and thank you guys to everyone that tuned in as well and, and listening to these guys. Um, Dirk, I guess I'll hand it back over to you or I didn't know if there's anything here at the conclusion that, that you've been doing with the panels, but um, I think that's a wrap for us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial, on Twitter at Lodges, on eFuse at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.